killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? back to decoding the crime verse. i am danny and i am joined with Gloire. that's correct and today we are diving into event that's not so great uh, it's actually quite traumatic and it's one of the not as nice i know no crime is nice but it's not as i don't know how to explain it <laughs> um, it's not one that like makes me excited to get into the details because it's 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 very devastating and it took the media by storm when the news broke in 2017 about the las vegas shooting which is the worst mass shooting to ever take place in history with 60 people being killed and over 800 injured so it was quite a traumatic event i actually cannot recall this i was 16 in 2017 so i actually don't know why i can't remember this because this would have been everywhere but clearly my brain has put it somewhere far do you recall this event you would have been in matric grade 12 no 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 (laughs) okay well Stephen Paddock checked into the Mandalay Bay Hotel on September 25th, 2017, arriving just before 3 p.m. after making his normal 70-minute drive from his home in Nevada, which is just about 74 miles from Las Vegas. The 64-year-old former accountant and realtor who had once amassed a 2.1 million fortune was a regular at the hotel and was considered a high roller designated for vip treatment now obviously at in vegas many of the hotels have casinos in their well on one of their floors he was a very typical guest and he was given top shelf service allowing him to ride up and down the the service elevator from his room with his luggage and and accompanied by a bellhop during his stay at the mandalay bay he was he made several trips to his home returning each time with more bags he bought in a total of 21 suitcases now i don't care how long you're staying there who even owns 21 suitcases i mean i'm i'm terrible with packing like i'm always overweight when i get to the airport but 21 suitcases that's a little bit extreme if you ask me he was checked into suite 32135 which is on the 32nd floor and it is a 1700 square foot corner space which featured floor to ceiling windows which offered a viewpoint overlooking the famed las vegas stripped strip the famed las vegas strip he later then reserved the adjoining suite which was 32134 using the name of his girlfriend right so now all seems pretty normal he's a regular guest at the hotel he's coming for another stay the only thing out of the ordinary at this point is the 21 suitcases but you know let people be themselves but anyway down below there was jason aldean who was a country music star and he was playing a concert and he had taken the stage at 9 40 that night and 
he was huge. Um, his first eight albums have scored gold or platinum sale figures, so he wasn't someone small, okay? And he was playing on an open-air venue across the Las Vegas Strip, which could hold a crowd of 22,000 who were singing along to his hit, When She Says Baby. Now, before Jason could finish the first verse, he was interrupted by something that sounded like firecrackers. And within seconds, the noises grew rapid and soon everyone, including Jason, recognized that it was gunfire. Now, I mean, imagine being at a concert and you are enjoying yourself and next thing, bang, I promise you, I don't even know what I would do. Because even that, when it causes mass panic, that then stampede of people can also be so dangerous. Anyway, it was 10.05 p.m. and someone started screaming, somebody's shooting, somebody's shooting. People began to duck for covers and others dove atop loved ones and even petrified strangers using their bodies as human shields. In less than a minute... More than a hundred rounds of ammunition had been fired down on the crowd, right? And people went in multiple directions not knowing where the shooting was coming from. Because also, it's at night. I mean, it's different when you have like a sniper in the day because normally you can see the scope reflecting from the sun. But this is pitch black at night. It's 10 p.m. Anyway, in the hotel now, there was a security officer um officer campos and he was on his wrap-up shift when he was called to check an alarm on the 32nd floor and he was like okay let me go up and then i'm home free while he was doing his rounds he went up the stairwell to the 32nd floor to discover that an l bracket had been screwed to the door and a door making it a door jam preventing from opening it and he was like this is weird so he walked up to the 33rd floor and took the elevator down to the 32nd floor and obviously with this L bracket that's not a normal thing and so he actually phoned it in to the security um like the office and when he entered the 32 floor hallway uh, he was unarmed by the way he heard the sound of a drill from one of behind one of the doors which was 30 sweet 32135 and he was kind of like what is this and he even put his ear against the door like trying to be like because it's a weird noise if you're hearing a drilling coming from a hotel room you're gonna like look like side eye like what on earth anyway suddenly someone just opened fire through the door like imagine you just thought you were listening to a drill and next thing shots are being fired at you he dove for cover and radioed it in at 10.06. So this was a minute after all that first chaos had happened down in the at the concert, right? He called it in screaming, there's been shots fired at room 32135. Now, the reason why he'd actually gone up to the, flo- the floor is because a nanny who had left her room door ajar had called it in right and if she hadn't called then this officer actually wouldn't have stumbled upon the shooter shooting during the massacre so i mean this was like honestly the timing of things worked out so well because if he hadn't ended up there 
he probably would have fired so many more shots, but we'll get to that later. He actually became a hero later on because he now knew the exact location of the shooter that was causing problems uh, down below. At 10.08, a maintenance engineer got off the elevator on the 32nd floor and he was coming because of Campo's report with the L bracket on the door. So he was obviously coming to fix it. When he exited the elevator, he again sound, heard what sounded like a jackhammer and he noted and Cambo noticed him and called him to duck for cover, which he did before again bullets came through the hallway. Now, we've obviously seen what was happening outside, the sort of what was happening on the floor, but what was happening inside the hotel is actually, well, many people thought the shooter was outside which well when the original shots went off so before the security officer called it from from the upstairs so a lot of the security had actually run out of the hotel to try and help and so there actually wasn't many people in the hotel left but 911 was flooded with dispatch calls and after being temporarily distracted by our officer upstairs and the the maintenance engineer the gunmen then went back to the window and started shooting down below again and in the confusion like i said that's when all the other security officers then went outside looking for the shooters but the victims remained sitting ducks because at that point they actually didn't know where the shooter was and so once they then became aware of the shooter's location so this is after now officer cambos had phoned it in police conducted a full sweep of the hotel. They called in SWAT and they did a floor-to-floor investigation. And I mean, it's a 43-story hotel. It's not a small building, okay? And when the SWAT teams made it to the 32nd floor, they were confronted with this eerie silence. And they found a room service cart outside the room 32134 with wires coming out of it so they were they actually thought it was a bomb they thought he'd now set up something that if the police came to look for him it was going to explode and so they they approached it carefully but what they actually found was cameras and so that's how he knew like the the security officer and the maintenance man had been outside in the hallway because he had security cameras literally feeding him direct feed so he knew what was happening at all time. So once they'd realized that it was not a threat, they knew they needed to breach the door. And so what they did is they pl- uh, placed a bomb strip on the door because if then it exploded, it would kind of disorientate the shooter because he was obviously still inside and they breached the room. When they entered the room, they found Paddock dead with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So he had killed himself. The suite was littered with more than 1,000 shell casings. That's a lot of bullets fired. Like a lot of bullets. Okay, and an arsenal of weapons lying on the beds, on the floor, and even stacked in the bathtub. Okay, they also again found a small surveillance camera that had been fitted to the peephole. So again, he was literally watching everything. He was controlling the situation. 
When the officers blasted down the door to the adjoining suite which he had hired under his girlfriend's name, they found even more weapons. And they had found he had bashed through the window with a sledgehammer, the hotel window, and then he had started shooting. They had found 24 guns, including AR-15s and AR-10 assault rifles with armor-piercing bullets. Some of the weapons would be, had been altered with bumps bump stocks now basically what that means because these were um these were just assault rifles and it i can't tell you the whole science but it makes them into automatic weapons so basically made these guns he had into machine guns because in america you can buy a gun as it's, it's in the i can't remember i think it's the second amendment where you have the right to protect yourself but you can't buy machine guns because obviously um but this trick of using the bump stocks makes a gun into basically a machine gun. They actually were made illegal during President Trump's um, presidency. But anyway, they found these guns and they found over 5,000 unused rounds of ammunition, which means that if they hadn't realized where the shooter had been coming from or what was happening, imagine only a thousand bullets had been fired and 60 people had been killed imagine if all 5,000 rounds of bullets had been fired and basically they just found that he like lined up the weapons and he was basically just shooting 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 and when the ammo ran out he threw it down and picked up another one anyway the word spread that the gunman was dead and the hotel and the crowd were obviously relieved but so many people had lost their life and until this day there has never been a motive discovered as to why he did this he never wrote a note he never had never like there's been several cases we've dealt with on the show where they leave like a manifesto like the unabomber had like the sole suspicion that technology was going to take over and whatever whatever normally there's a, a like a cause or why did they do this and to this day it has never been discovered as to why this man just one day decided to open fire and kill 60 people um and i think it's absolutely horrifying i mean i, I first of all i don't understand how you can buy 24 guns and not be put on someone's radar or buy 5,000 rounds of bullets and no one's asking questions like how does that even happen like how how like sure um, like everything is monitored nowadays you're telling me no one picked up this guy bought five thousand bullets so i mean it was very cleverly planned from the surveillance from the way he brought the weapons into the hotel things like that i know in las vegas now because of this incident they now have um random search dogs come in and sniff luggage obviously because of him bringing the guns in through the luggage but I mean, just the way the whole thing conducted, I mean, this whole thing happened not even within like 20 minutes and he killed so many people. And like, that's why I was saying by the grace of God that the the officer, the security officer ended up on that floor because if they had not pinpointed where the shooter had been exactly to search 48 floors is a lot, a lot more people would have died. And so you know, it's, an, it's an absolutely horrible story. Um... I would really like to know why. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about him being very right-winged and all that jazz, but there's never been anything concrete. And I, But I would, I mean, I know it's terrible, but I would like to know at least 
I hope there was some reason because, I mean, otherwise he literally just opened fire for nothing and killed a whole bunch of people, which I think is so much worse. But yeah, it was a, it's a very chilling and not a very nice case to look at. So I've got a question. Where yeah. did this take place? Vegas. Okay. I said cool. that. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just clarifying because you said that it happened during my time and I was like, did it happen in South Africa? No. Definitely not. No, I just meant as in you would have been an adult. So yeah. basically an adult. Yeah, look, I also think that it's just crazy that um, the guy just started opening fire at random people um, in public. Pretty weird. Um, but I wonder must if have also been a, a, a parent. Oh, yes. And then there was even he tried to do this as well. I'm so sorry. I just remember this from the research I was doing. Once he had fired on the concert, he turned, there was an airport, he turned to the airport and he tried to fire at oil tanks. If he had hit successfully those, and he did, there's literally bullet holes on, they were bullet like, like burn marks. If those oil tanks had been like just a little bit thinner or he, or he had just been a little bit closer and those oil tanks were hit and exploded at an airport, can you imagine how much more damage he could have done? Yeah. So, again, the thing that irritates me is I don't know why. Like, no offense, but I would have appreciated at least a letter so I could have known what on earth he was thinking. This guy, I mean, and he's never had any trouble with, like, the law in the past mm. or anything. And, I mean, like, to just suddenly decide you want to open, open fire. 5,000 rounds of ammunition. It's a lot of bullets on oh. on civilians. I'm I'm starting to ask myself if he's not the inspiration behind the people that just walked into schools and started killing. Well, there were mass shootings before him, and there'll be mass shootings after him. Yeah, I'm just saying, he could be he's someone's. Just, he's just he's just one of the worst. He's the worst. He killed the most people. Mm. And if you Google the crime scene photos, the room is just littered with guns. Like, I'm not even... And there's a, I saw a photo of literally just the magazines of bullets. It's terrifying. Mm. And that's what I don't understand. Surely when you go and buy a gun, obviously you have to be registered in it. you telling me no one picked up that this guy bought 5,000 rounds of ammunition. Why didn't that raise a red flag? Yeah. Like, unless he did illegal things and got it from somewhere else, which, I mean, he could have possibly done. Very much so. But, I mean... They would have probably they would have found evidence to that. But I mean, he must have some kind of back background connection or links or something. Because I mean, like you said, how is he not on anyone's radar if he's buying like so much ammunition? Because and that surely should raise alarms. I think, but you see, I think it didn't raise alarms because of the Second Amendment law. You have the right to buy guns. Yeah, but that's a crazy amount of. I ammo. know that's what I'm saying. So. I feel like the law created a loophole that he took advantage of. Because another thing, let's say, let's say he planned this for five years and he just slowly bought bullets over five years. Mm. That's going to look very less suspicious than if he bought 5,000 at one time. Yeah. So, okay, not that I'm saying I'm ever going to do something like this, but if I were to do something, I wouldn't buy it all at once. I would split. So it didn't look suspicious I, i'd want to fly under the radar or maybe if he had someone or maybe he had guns already i don't know i just think 
someone buying that much ammunition should have been like the the FBI should have been like okay what what's 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 happening yeah. what's going on and i mean as a result 60 60 people lost their lives i like uh, there was a story one woman which was shot in the eye that's nuts that's like crazy i mean like imagine you just had a concert and next thing just people are dropping around you especially with someone like a sniper it's not like someone's come i mean it's also i think different from school shootings where a person's actually like within close range you You can see that they didn't know where this guy was you could you're looking around and you have no idea where these bullets are coming from so you don't even know where to go i think Mm. that's so much scarier it is so yeah i think this case was horrid i didn't i i honestly i'm so shocked that i didn't know this like it 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 honestly made me be like maybe we do need metal detectors at hotels (laughs) just a little bit i mean i know airports are so crazy with especially not no offense but this was in las vegas there's casinos you're telling me there's no metal detectors i mean casinos those things are like probably more guarded than prison because people love their money and you're telling me there was he that's also what i just don't understand how he got he got the 24 guns up there unnoticed you also you also get me surely someone noticed this guy wheeling around 21 bags i mean if you're a hotel employee and you've just seen this guest with another bag you're gonna be like okay maybe just because i am very nosy <laughs> 21 bags though. He, but yeah, if you saw someone walking with 21 different bags in the space of a couple of days. No, but you said how many guns did you have? 24. 24. Well, some of them were smaller than other ones. Yeah. fit more than one in So a surely bag. you would have had a lot less bags. Yeah, but all the ammunition. And they're not small guns. They, 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 yeah. they, they assault rifles. They're big. Because obviously he's sniper. Yeah. And he was, he's not, um, he was trained. Because they said what would happen is he'd, like, for example, when it, when it got to the airport side, he would fire one shot, then fix his wind and everything and scope, and then the rain of bullets would go crazy. So the guy knew also what he was doing. He wasn't some mm. amateur just being like, yo, guys. The guy knew proper, he had proper training. Yeah. Which is also very scary. But yeah, so it's a very disturbing case. It's a very... It's a sad case because, like I said, I mean, I honestly don't even know what I would do in that situation. I'd probably just duck to the ground. <laughs> just collapse there and be in a ball. Because, again, where do, you, where do you run? You don't know where, You don't know if you're running towards the shooter, if you're running away from the shooter. It's... it's if, it, it actually, if I'm being brutally honest, I think snipers are probably one of my biggest fears. It's, I think it's just, like, madness yeah so look for the most part hopefully (laughs) we're in south africa so we don't have to worry about that i say that with so (laughs) much confidence she says that with so much confidence i don't wait actually let me google has there ever been a sniper shooting in south africa i wonder yeah that would be interesting although i obviously like like jfk sniper sniper would have yeah so i mean you hear about it i feel like i've heard about it more in like movies or when they're using it for like 
assassinations in like when like they go to war yeah if you get what i'm saying i don't really feel like i've heard about it i don't think they're common mm-hmm. i don't think mass shootings as well i think mass shootings are more um like when someone walks into a movie theater yeah. or a school this is like because again this takes skill mm. not everyone has the skill any moron could enter a, 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 a movie theater and start shooting a gun and that's not the thing but this is sniper stuff this is like military grade so as far as i can see there's not been snipers in south africa we have snipers in our army but (laughs) there's not been an assassination or anything by a sniper so maybe we don't have to worry about it over here yeah look south africans are crazy but not that kind of crazy you know (laughs) But yeah. you know, someone, what's it called? The the guy I was doing, I was watching some documentaries and stuff on this. He said something so profound that I, well, not profound, but it, it made me think. He said that the country he was in, and I'm not sure where he's from, he said has very similar gun laws to America, which means they're regularly available, right? Yeah. And obviously, every time a mass shooting happens, everyone cries out about gun laws and gun restrictions. But he, he made the point was if we have the same gun laws basically right yeah how come we also don't have this amount of mass shootings because it's ridiculous the amount of mass shootings in america like it's like horrifying so how can two places who have similar gun laws but one of the mass shootings be like 10 times the other one do you get what i'm saying yeah because then clearly it really isn't the guns that are the problem it's the same thing i've always wanted to know why the amount of serial killers in america is like 10 times the the amount of serial killer in the the second highest country do you get what i'm saying yeah like it goes like i know south africa's third with a hundred and something and then england is like another like 200 or 300 and then america's like 1300 and some i just don't understand what is it about america that like attracts this type of crime i don't know do you get what i'm saying like it's weird I'm trying to make sense of it, but I guess... Do you get, you get what I'm saying? Is it how can one place, like, have so much of something, but that yeah. doesn't happen all around the world? I don't know if it's just people follow patterns of the crime. Like, the crime in South Africa is not the same as the crime in England. I mean, yeah, it's different. So do you think it's just the type of... I don't know. It just, it fascinates my brain. Because it really is going from like 200 to 1,000 is like a big jump. Do you get Maybe what I'm saying? Maybe they just have a thing for playing with guns. Wow. <laughs> no, but you, get, but you understand what I'm trying to say? It's weird. Hmm? It's weird. Right? Like normally you'd expect like a number one, two, and three are often very close. It's like maybe 150, 148. One do you get what I'm Look, saying? And sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be close. Like I understand, like let's say for example, if the US was the top country and it had like maybe three hundred or something. Yeah, but a thousand. The rest were like you know in the hundreds. This is serial killers, by the way. Not I don't know the mass shooting stats. This is serial. Mm. But do you understand? I I want to understand why the gap is so big. What is it about America that they they for example the mass shootings are like. I mean, because we have shootings here in, Amer- in South Africa, but it's not like people walking into pick and pay and shooting mm. people. But I mean, there's street violence and stuff like that. But 
What is it about America that they have such a high number of mass shootings and mass mass serial killers? Another thing that someone said that was very interesting is he said that the media does it wrong. They highlight the shooters, if I'm, if I'm making sense. They're not saying what the shooter did was right, but the shooter's face gets put on the news and glorified in a bad way, if that makes sense. And so basically... That also kind of is like a psychological thing. The person was saying that like it can cause the thought of like, oh, he did it. I could do that too. Do you get what I'm saying? He used the example of when sprinters set records. Someone sets the record. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to do better. I'm going to beat that. And so often if we glorify these people on the news, and so even in the some one of the videos I watched, they refuse to say the shooter's name. They're like, they're not giving him any attention. Yeah. They like they want to rather focus on the victims and the heroes of the story, and I actually think that's actually true. Yeah. Because often we glorify these, but that's also why sometimes people do it is they do it for their five minutes of fame, and they get their attention. I just, I just, what bugs me is I don't know why, and it it, it bugs me that he they just found him dead. <laughs> So a lot of people also there's obviously there's a conspiracies of it. He wasn't actually behind it. He's a scapegoat. You know all those conspiracy. Yeah, it's it's giving vampire by day vibes. <laughs> wow. They're thirsting for blood. Wow. But yeah, I think I think I I mean that must have been horrible to be part of the families to have been there. I mean those people must have such trauma. Yeah. Um, if I was that country singer, I would never sing again. <laughs> I would have been traumatized. I would never have sung again. But yes, that is the Las Vegas shooting of 2020, 2020, 2017. I'm, a, I'm ahead of myself. And it was a truly devastating case. But um, we hope you enjoyed listening. And we will see you next time. Active FM. Radio has never been better.